Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. And not just any experts, specialised experts. Real people who love this stuff with real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realise that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hi, this is Imran Ahmed, founder and CEO of The Business of Fashion. Welcome to the BOF podcast. It's Friday, January 29th. With the coronavirus still spreading in Paris, French authorities banned gatherings of people, including fashion shows. So Haute Couture Fashion Week took place in a completely digital format. One new addition to the week was the debut of Albert Elbaz's new startup fashion company, AZ Factory. It was his return to fashion after being unceremoniously ousted from his role as creative director of L'Envin. But since then, Albert has been on a personal journey, trying to figure out what more there was for him to say in a fashion world that was constantly changing and being shaped by technology. Back at our annual gathering for Big Thinkers, Voices, in 2018, Albert shared his feelings and observations about the industry with the new distance and perspective that he had. There is no industry like fashion. No film studio is capable of producing eight blockbusters in one year. No singer or a rock star can produce 14 hits in one year. In fashion, yes, we can. In Hollywood, Netflix and Apple are taking over. In music, we now download. But in fashion, we run. Run, 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 and we lose no calories. I've been homeless for a few years. I lost everything, my studio, my team, my ego, my dignity, everything. I didn't work as a creative director for a few years now. I didn't have a marketing meeting. I didn't have board meeting. I didn't have show meeting or fabric meeting. I actually met myself again. I became a designer. 
I started to dream and to think. It was lonely sometimes, it was dark at night, and it was hard some other time. That's my new job, reset and reassessment, looking, seeing, and observing, thinking about what are we heading in fashion, where are we going, and what's next. All of this thinking and reflection culminated in the launch of AZ Factory. Albert's presentation was far from the digital fashion shows we have become used to in the last year, but rather it was a form of fashion entertainment. We are about to start. So, five, four, three, two, one, and Behind me, Albert is getting ready for his big speech. We're all really focused and excited to see what he has in store for us. I needed to take time to fall in love with fashion again. I needed to take the time to think. I needed to take the time to dream. And I went back to the past. I questioned the present. And I tried to imagine the future. For many, it was the unexpected highlight of the week. I sat down with Albert to see how he is feeling now that his project is out in the world, to understand the thinking and all the work that went into the creation of AZ Factory, and to see where he might go next. So Albert, your secret secret is out. The AZ Factory is live. Everything has launched. It's been quite a, a busy and eventful week for you. How are you feeling today about everything? I'm feeling happy, but I feel like after, like a woman after labor, I think that is a similar feeling. You know, uh, this kind of, I cannot sleep at night. I mean, the adrenaline is burning. So one o'clock, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 p.m. And yet, you know, it's a process that it's been for a long time. And now it's a moment of separation. And I have to say goodbye. And actually, I'm... I learned this mechanism of the need to say goodbye because... What do you mean? uh, You know, the biggest uh, thing when we are creating something, not to fall in love with it for too long, because if we do, I mean, it stays in us and we start recreating because we don't give a place to let it go and start all over again. I guess... If I was a child, it's the moment you have to let your child go. And this is part of love as well, you know, that you let them fly and be free. So you can also be having a life. So that's how I feel now. I'm going to start. I mean, we already start some of our new projects. So, you know, the best remedy for me is the next day. I mean, at nine in the morning, I'm already here and I'm ready to work because it gives me also some sort of a reality check. Mm. You see, like to go back to the real deal, to the real thing that I do. And, you know, we worked on this uh, film for a month. I mean, we started just maybe maybe a week before uh, Christmas. So imagine to do all of it between Christmas and COVID when um, you have to do uh, like casting on Zoom. And I don't know if you ever did casting on Zoom. I mean, it's something I never experienced in my life um, to just sit here in front of the screen. And thank God I was surrounded by 
people, I mean, by women and, and other people, because it's quite, I mean, crazy. And then to do the casting, to finalize it like one day before Christmas, when all the agents are already on vacation and the models are either in London or, or in Berlin or in America or in Africa and nobody to be found. And you're like, you know, it's like those dreams sometimes, like nightmare that you feel that you scream and nobody hear you. <laughs> <laughs> and then we started to shoot, you know, on just on January 3 or so. And going to the studios and having COVID test everybody before, after, during. I mean, how much can you get close? How much you can? Um, also, we had the vision and, you know, it's the moment where you have a vision that it's so abstract and now you have to realize it. Yeah. And now there is the set. Is the set too lavender or too pink? Is it too big or too small? Is that person will be the best? Is, is the lineup the right one? And all day long, you know, I'm sitting in front of the little monitor. And I remember it was interesting because, you know, we had few... Uh, production company and I end up choosing a production company where there were four women you know presenting what they could do with us and I chose them because I thought that this movie should be done by women and then when the first few days I was looking at the monitor and I'm like shoot the clothes I mean I cannot see the dress I mean I can't see her I can't see the shoe and you know after a few days I realized you know I'm coming from the school that we have to show everything, you have to put the bag on the right hand. So the first row of journalists will see it. And yeah. we have to make sure that we show actually the back, the front, the side, in, out. And one of a sudden, I we saw the faces. And, and it took me a few, few days to realize that these are filmmakers. I'm a fashion maker and... They they don't build you know an an image based on on a dress. It's like the person is the is is yeah. Is they're the, actors. They're basically actors in a story, yeah. right? And it's, most of them were models. Yeah, you see. So also we didn't want to give them a script because I didn't want them to be unnatural. So everything was kind of spontaneous on the set, and we start to give them also like some ideas what they can say. And we were laughing like crazy, you know, about certain of them because they're not professional actresses. And it was so funny. And then I thought, God, we're showing the faces. We're hearing their voices. And this is it. This is today. Then I wanted to tell my story. And I thought, is it right to make a show for 25 minutes? Because I remember we used to do a show for eight minutes. Yeah. And eight minutes was sometime too long. I remember like me backstage, it's like sweating, like let's make it shorter. And, and then you think about the fact that you guys arrive, it took you an hour to get there, an hour to wait for a show on a bench. Either it was too cold or too hot. It depends, but never the right temperature. Then an hour to get out to the next one. And think also, Imran, about how much it takes to build a, vin to build a venue yeah. for eight minutes. Yeah. 
it's a completely different approach to showing and talking about fashion. And it, it takes me back, Albert, uh, to a couple of years ago at Voices when you were talking you know, about yourself as jobless and homeless and you were kind of really laying out a vision for the fashion industry and, you know, for in a way for yourself too about what you want to see and kind of a new model for working. So reflecting back on that, those th- the, all of those thoughts, that kind of stream of consciousness that was going through your head at the time, are you satisfied with the outcome? I'm satisfied when everybody around me is satisfied. And I remember this day, Imran, that you invite me to Voices. I think it was one of the lowest moment in my life, you know, when you lose your ego, but totally. And I I already like prepared a lot of those projects. And I'm saying that I was so bored during this time that first of all, I was ready to meet anyone from anywhere. I mean, for like, see if there is any hope to make it happen. But I remember coming to Voices and you invited me that moment that I was so low and That's why I started this speech saying I'm a homeless and a jobless because you invite, you know, to voices, everybody that is shaker and mover and everybody that is in peak of his project and career. And here I am. Mm. And, you know, it was quite embarrassing in the first few hours for me to see all the big industry players and who am I? But I think that your team and everybody around around you were so welcoming and so warm. And I started to melt. And then I went on stage. And I remember there was a moment backstage. It was, I think, the CEO of Saint Laurent, Stella and me, were like, oh, my God, we're so stressed. And then there was this amazing woman from Bangladesh. Kalpona. Yeah. Yes. And she said, I am not stressed at all. And I thought, God. And then when I heard her and her speech and what she had done and how she said the only person (laughs) that scares her is her mother. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it's so good. And I remember even in that speech at the time, Imran, if we listen again, everything that I actually said there I've done. I watched it this morning again, Albert, because I wanted to refresh my memory, as I was watching the video and hearing all of the points that you had raised, it, and obviously having watched the the show Fashion this week, your film, I could really see the connection there. And that's a, that's a little bit how about how I wanted to spend today's conversation, mm-hmm. just kind of drawing on some of those deeply held, you know, very carefully considered reflections and thoughts that you had. I wanted to start actually, you know, in your in your conversation with Tim Blanks this week, you said that Johan Rupert was the only person who didn't ask you for a business plan. What was it that you said to him in those three hours that convinced him to take this idea on? Because at the time, you know, I remember you showed me some of your stories early on on your iPad and there was all of these ideas. But what did you talk about with him and how did he... I showed him the same thing that I showed everyone, but he was the only one who really got it. Oh. I mean, I, I, you know, everything that I did beside the switcher, the second uh, short film, was all done before pandemic. You know, 
the whole way of communication was also done before pandemic. I said that my dream is to create a productive communication company. In other words, product and communication. The whole thing, I mean, we I, I kind of created about 50 different projects that now I will start like making or giving them life, but also making or try to put it more as updated stories. But everything was done before. You know, I even had the project about antibacterial fabric. I wanted to have a communication that is based on storytelling and it's going on digital. And I was looking for innovation and I went to all these factories and and I felt it. It was just an intuition. It was an instinct. And you know, Imran, as I said, also I think to Tim, I was very bored and boredom is is such an important element for creativity. When you're really bored, when you're really like, you don't know how how to move the day forward. This is when you start to dream. And I always remember what Roberto Benini said, that the best heritage is poverty. Because when, when you come from nowhere and you have these dreams, I see today sometimes when I interview people, Imran, from like Russia, from Siberia, from the Middle East, from India, from, you know, I'm not talking about London, Paris, Milan, New York. And I see the drive, the dream. I mean, I see the energy. I see that I know those people have no red phone and no connection to use in case of, you know, some catastrophe and they have to make it. And I relate to these people because I was them. And that's why I understand it. And, you know, I was thinking again about the movie. There was a moment that I said, am I a magician? And I threw the page and I thought of you, Imran. I thought of all these pages I was throwing all around me. So I think it was a preparation. And and then when I showed it to Johan, I met him. I was actually in vacation. It was in August or July. And I went to London because... I was about to sign a contract with another company. I was really close. And then they called me and I said, okay, then I have to see you on. And I said, if I have to go even to South Africa, I would. But he was in London. And, you know, I believe in karma. I believe in destiny. I believe in um, what have to happen will happen. And I showed him the project and we talk. He spoke, I spoke. And I felt that energy. I felt the intelligence and the simplicity. And I hope I don't sound like a kisses because you know I'm not. But it is really something that I felt that it's going that could work. And a month later, I was already here. And I remember I came to the office here where I am now. And I was alone. And it was cold and it was gray out. And our building is surrounded by trees, but the trees were naked. Like there were no dresses on the trees in the shape of leaves mm. and there were not much light. And I was alone. I was me, myself and I. And all I wanted is to look for pushpins. Then you realize that all the walls are made of glass. So you don't need pushpins. But I thought and I said to myself, Albert, this is your first day of vacation. But... I mean, this is my my way of vacation. You know, I'm I'm working a lot. And you know, when things are happening and people see and they think, wow, that was good. 
but everything takes so much work. Yeah. Especially when we talk about technology or innovation and you, you start not from going to Première Vision and you said, oh, that's beautiful. How much is that fabric and what is it made of? But you start from an idea. You start from an idea that so many people tell you, no, no, I cannot do it. No, it cannot be done. And inside of you, you have this instinct and you think, why not? It can. And if we do this and if we do that, and I went from one factory to another, to another, from like activewear to mass production, to special laboratory, places where they they just like try new machinery. I did everything. And... And then to start from a yarn and then to say, you know what? I want to deal with the whole issue of body. And I was scared, really scared to deal with that because, you know, one extra word, I mean, social media, I mean, is going to uh, like attack you like World War Four or five or seven. But I thought it's an issue that we have to deal with. Yeah. Because if we work with women, we have to deal with that and we have to talk about it and that's why you know when we prepare for the film i was talking to the people around and we said albert don't start maybe with like that it's about positive body and i said it is but it didn't start like that mm -hmm. and i want to show the process that i went also as a designer that i went and i said everybody wants to have a, a dream body let me make it for you and no transformation and no operation. And one of a sudden, when you start doing that, you're like, gosh, how wrong I am. Mm. And, you know, me, myself, as an overweight person, I'm that person as well. So yeah. then I start to see all these different women. And I thought, you know what? Different sizes. And I went to extra small, which is another thing that people don't talk about. Because now it's only XXX large. And yeah, that well, that's yeah. my situation, right? I, yeah. I constantly struggle with finding things that fit me because yeah, I'm extra small, and you can you can often not find, which is what you know, which is what I wanted to talk about. So, how did you manage to find a team to support you on kind of bringing all of these ideas that you've had to life? I think that when you have a dream, and I think when you have also a little bit of an experience and I, I've done a few things in my life. I couldn't let it go because I, it was burning in me. So the first thing was, was interviewing people, really interviewing and interviewing. And I interviewed many, many, many people uh, because I knew what I was looking for. I, I knew exactly who are the profile and, and, you know, we're living in a in a world that they tell you like CEO should be 22 years old, huh? And because they know and designer, why don't you take a surfer? And he's like 14, and they can like even come twice a week to freelance. And and I love that. I mean, I think it's amazing. But I thought that it's great to take young, and it's great to take not that young, and it's great to take older people. And we all see how how things change today and how much more appreciation we have also to the older generation. But beside that, I thought that when we create a team and I'm sure Imran, you did the same when you create BOF and you, you have your vision, you come from a university that was not a fashion university. 
and you come to fashion. And I remember the talk shows that you had done in the beginning in those circles. And it was even before you were like BOF. It was just BOF. <laughs> and I, I heard you and I said, how smart. And look at the people he brings. They're fashion, but they talk about different subjects. So I knew what I was looking for. And I said, I don't want to have a team of yes men. Mm-hmm. Because I think this is such a dangerous thing to have people that agree with you. Because I want to have different point of view. And the second thing I thought not to make it homogenic because when it's too homogenic, you cannot detect mistake. So we have also a woman that is 76 that is retired and she's freelancing with us. And that's what makes it interesting. It's that diversity of perspective, right? Because you get, you get different points of view around the table, people with different lived experience, different, different education, different background. And you see from her end, for instance, we don't unveil anything because it's luxury. And part of luxury is the dream. And if it's a dream, it has to be mysterious. And we're living in another world, but, you know, listening to it, you know you can change and it's time to change. So you take from each one. So first we created a team. Then it took them three months to get here. So I renovate the place. I kind of added light, took off the carpet and made it all open space and I put a big welcome on the entrance. And then when they all arrived, I mean, five days later, Imran, they all went home for almost three months for uh, quarantine. Really? So right after you brought everyone together, the lockdown Five, six days later, quarantine. And they all came with masks. So I didn't really register all the faces. And, you know, we're still with mask and alcohol gel and social distance because I'm so hypochondriac. But you know what? If I happen to see them having lunch with no mask, sometimes I don't know who it is. I mean, I only recognize them with mask. <laughs> and people that I knew from before when they wear masks, I don't know who they are. So you see, it goes both ways. And once we came back in, in end of May, we started to work. Go now during pandemic when DHL is not arriving, getting lost, factory are closed, do a PCR test every other day, sometime every other week. I mean, you know, but I thought that this year actually was also a year of detox and a year that accelerate changes because we had to find solutions and we had no other ways uh, to continue what we had done, the way we had done. And again, when you have a dream, when you have a mission, I mean, we found solution. I cannot tell you that it was always easy, but it was there. Mm. And, and till the final moment, you know, the last, the night before we, we, we aired the, the film, I was still working and editing and looking and changing the music and changing that and adding that when everything was almost had to be done already. And I had no idea how the people are going to take it. I have zero idea, zero idea. You know, you're kind of working in the dark and you don't know if the industry will like it because, you know, I used to make all these like kind of more extravagant pieces, always women friendly, but I was more, I was in a different place in my creativity. Also, when I left 
fashion five or six years ago, the fashion show were for 200 connoisseur, you know, like the best of the best of the best. So we had to make a show or a film to the fashion critique, yeah. to the film critique. And today it's a different film because we're showing it in a different format because it's already live stream. So it's a different audience. So what do you do about it? How can you make it more accessible? How do you not bring it down, but you keep it in, in your vocabulary, in your world? But you said, now I want more people to see it. And you have to sing it differently. And, and you know, sometimes I sat and I thought, God, why am I so stressed? And I thought I'm writing actually a new song. It's not that I'm re-singing what I did in my last album. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? For me, I got a chef-grade range recently, and now I'm cooking new things every single night. Seriously, no cuisine is off-limits. The point is, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. I can picture myself with a car full of groceries, cruising down the highway, soaking up the sun with the available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Ah, pure bliss. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. And not just any experts, specialised experts. Real people who love this stuff, with real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder or step out in that streetwear, you'll realise that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
But Albert, if if it weren't we if we weren't living in the time of coronavirus, would you have still done a film? Exactly the same. Really? Exactly the same. You know, everything in my communication, all, all the things that I prepared in the last five years, this was the communication that I have. Storytelling, online, digital luxury. I call it like exclusive for all. All, all of those worlds are in, in the presentation, you see, and they're all registered. When I came to uh, Richmond, I gave them part of my life and they have it all registered. And you know why, Imran? Because I was talking to people. I was always speaking with people. And I asked people, how happy are you? And I didn't hear a lot of, I am so happy. I didn't hear that. I mean, I'm talking about designers that are being there and replaced. And what do you feel as a designer when you're being replaced? I mean, where are you? What happened to designer when we wake up in the morning and you're no longer there? What happened to designer when all we read is like bad news? What is our job now? To be part of the darkness or to light the dark? And and how do you light it without being fake? You know, so it's such a narrow line. But more than that, I speak with designers and, and they're telling you, you know, I have to do so many collection. And it's like in two days, I have to send all the sketches for the preco. You speak with journalists and they're like, God, I mean, I don't know where, what show I am. I don't know in what country I am. And there are so many shows every day. And, and all you have to do is to start to digest all this informa- information. I think we call it database. Mm. I mean, and database doesn't have to be just in a computer. You can also sit with a piece of paper and, and put it all together. And there was a moment, Imran, that I wanted to do even a show like Le Petit Théâtre de la Mode. And, and I thought about the time that during World War II, when there was no fashion in Paris, when there was no fab, were no fabrics, where clients couldn't come. And 60 French couturiers made this Petit Théâtre de la Mode and they did this miniature clothes. And I wanted to redo it with real clothes, with 25 designers. And you know what? I went from one designer to another just with my phone, like a Jewish salesman. And I asked them, are you happy? And they said, no, do you want to do this show? There was not one designer that said no. And then when everything was there, then you you start to see that it's not just about the vision. It's not just about the dream but it's also about the financing and it's also about the contract. And then I, I thought it's too complicated for, for me to do that. And thank God I didn't because Richmond came just after. Okay. But you see also that I found that the entertainment, I mean, is, is such an important thing. And look, I mean, how many people from the entertainment business came to fashion? And I said, let's go to their area. Let's say hello. Mm. It was interesting to watch the film because it was entertaining, Albert, for 25 minutes. It was entertaining. And you you played actually yourself such a pivotal role in that film. You were almost selling the vision to everybody, right? You were telling the stories. I was telling. I was not selling it. I was telling the story. So you're telling the stories. You're explaining the thinking. 
you're kind of at, at the center of it all. As you move towards this more fashion as entertainment model, how do you think that develops from here? Where, where it's going, yeah. you mean? It's a big question. You know, the, the fact that I did it, I don't know, Imran, if you remember, but many, many years ago, I started, I think it was like already at 2003 that I did the pre-collection and, and it was done. And I thought, wow, I wish I could show it because at the time it was pre-collection was basically about taking all your bestseller from the last show, redoing them and putting them at the store. And we did it, but I didn't only do did I didn't only do a bestseller, but I created, and I invited ten people to the crayon, and we took the time, and we drank tea and coffee and hot chocolate, and we have cakes and cookies, and there were flowers, and there was only one model in the room, and I showed the process of making what we did. And I said, here, I did this collection and they're all about bias cut. And how does it feel? And they tried it on. And then after one season, it became 20 editors and then 30 and then 50. And then we started to do it in America. And I saw how technology helped me this time to do what I did then, but for a bigger audience. So this is something that I, I would like to continue. Because I think that, especially now in a world that everything is so visual and it's about images and we even started to have like a digital brain because, you know, we have no patience for anything. You see an image, it's like next, 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 next. You know, I, I, I can tell you, I can see like articles and, and shows in like a second. And now I'm I'm actually thinking how how we can take it from there. How can we tell a story, how much we need words and how much we need to read again, how much we need information, how much we need, you know, the word transparency sometimes is very big. What do you mean by, oh, we need transparency? Show me transparency. Show me the people that works for you. Show me the people and their name. Show me all the models and tell, let them say their name. Show me the factory you worked in. Because in a way, I thought at one point when I came home, the night after the film, I said, God, did I do like a good job for all the headhunters of the world? <laughs> I mean, they know everybody from my team now, name, position. <laughs> but somehow I was not scared because, you know, it's like when you adopt a child somehow and you know you give them only love, you know that they will not leave you. It was that word you used at the end of your talk at Voices, respect, right? Respect, and we dance yeah. to that, to Aretha Franklin. I remember. I mean, this was a moment I will never forget in my life, Imran. That was, you know, there are some moments in life, Imran, or some people that change your life, or some moment that you, you cannot erase. That was a moment. That was really a moment. Dancing all together, respect. That's what will keep this team with you, right? Because if you're trying to build the team with a, a different kind of philosophy in an industry that's maybe not been known for that, which was one of the key points you were raising in your talk. And to do it small and to learn how to work before we run or dance and not to be embarrassed to do smaller and to take a risk. And I think that today risk is not to take a risk. 
And I think Imran, you know exactly what I'm talking about because you've been there. You started what you started. Yeah. You could go and work for any big magazine, but you started the same way in a way. And we have to start that way and we don't have many people. Is it harder for you? Because I imagine when you were at Lanvin, you had more resources, you had a bigger team, you had, you know, you had this big atelier. Uh, is it different the way you approach your work yeah. with a with the smaller team? Yes, you know, when you have a refrigerator that is full of uh, food, you can eat what you want when you want, and that's it. But when you don't have too many or too much, you have to calculate and you have to be smarter about it. And instead of having an atelier with 25 people, you know, we have an atelier with amazing people, but there are four. Yeah. So you have to see how you can work with a factory as well and how you can find solutions. When we have only one and a half person working on production, you have to see how you can help production and how you have to make it more assorted. And it's not, okay, that's the idea and you break your head, but you break your head as well. And let's break our head together and let's try to understand the meaning and why are we doing it. And I think people are people are people. They have soul and they're not only about skin. They have soul and we are all there. And we, if we believe in something, it's easier. And, you know, I, I, I never felt like a director anywhere I went because I'm not a director, but I'm, I want to be considered more as someone that can lead a team, that can make them believe in something and take them with me. And I find, I find it quite interesting to work this way. Mm. And to tell you that it's not difficult sometimes, that yes, I mean, you know, I'm here at early morning. I'm leaving at 10 o'clock, 11 every day. I work almost every other weekend. I'm, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Everywhere, everything that come came out, I'm looking at before it, it it's being unveiled. But I guess every company goes through these um, phases. And this is a phase that we are all together in one floor, so everything is visible. I didn't say just transparent, but visible. Nobody disappear, but appear. And we listen to people and... There are days that it's hard, yeah. yeah. But there are many days that it's not. And I think that satisfaction when you had a dream that was so abstract and you make it happen, I think this is maybe why I never did drugs in my life because this is my high, mm. you see? Mm -hmm. And to get there is, is like crossing the Himalaya. Mm. To tell you that it was easy, I will be lying big time. It was not easy at all. So, you know, one of the other things you, you talked about a lot in that talk was just the pace at which our industry has been operating, the number of collections, the journalists running around, the designers like churning out clothes. As you think about how AZ Factory develops, what's, what's the plan in terms of cadence and pace? So, as I said, I think uh, also... Uh... On Tuesday, for the first time, we're showing three different projects, but it will be one project at a time. And one project can be about 
a new smart fabric, but you know that that takes a long time. So it's not that I can, if I want to do it right, I can not do it every couple of weeks. So I know that I will have to keep two projects that will be more technology. Then there will be a project you see that is based on women that are talking to me and I hear that all they want is a sweatshirt. So I said, okay, let me see what is what what is my take on it. But it will be one project at a time. It will be, I will not try to, to do like hundreds and hundreds of SKU, but it will be very specific also because of the reason that me, myself, and I, when I go to a store, when it's like six floors, or when I go online and there are so much of everything, I don't know what to buy. Mm. You know, it's like being on a cruise boat and you go in front of the buffet table. It's like, shall I start with dessert or shall I go yes, to overwhelming. Uh, the cheese? And I think that we need to arrange something about it. And, and for me, to be a curator is difficult but I'm trying to be a creator and a curator and to be an editor as well. So you see, you get all these articles, Imran, and it's like, okay, I'm going to give that today, but let's keep that story for next month. And, and you have to, to do that. And I think that today with, with the life that women are, are having and, and we all see the changes. And I think one of the moments that I really felt the changes in women was at uh, the Musée de l'Art Décorative. There was this shoe um, exhibition, and it was the shoes from centuries. You know, I think it started from the Japanese bandage that you see the feet of women that were banded. And it was like maybe like three or four inches. It was unbelievable. And you go to the Venetian platform and, and then the stiletto and the fetish shoes. And then while I was looking at the, at the exhibition, at the shoes, I was also looking down to see what women are wearing today. And the first thing that attracted me was not the fact that they were wearing sneakers, but the shoe size changed. It's not the same size. And that's why sometimes when even I hear about the whole idea of going back and let's be, you can be inspired by, by vintage or you can be nostalgic about it. We have to learn history, but we always have to remember again and again that this is 2021. How do women live? What do they need? How can I give them what they need without feeling that I'm a supermarket cashier? You know, and it's like, okay, you need a sweatshirt, what color? I'll give it to you. This is not the idea, but is is taking all this info and process it and then give your take on it. And it doesn't mean that today you don't want to have a gown. But I said, maybe it could be an add-on. Maybe it could be from a recycled yarn. So we didn't create more and more, but we used it again. And, you know, I'm coming from a world of dream. And I think that in fashion, we're not buying, and not only in fashion, in everything, in the movie industry, in food, in every creativity, we need a dream and we need a dream more than ever. And this is our job. We're not selling two meters of fabric. We have to give the dream. We, this is our role. There are important people in the world that are taking care of our physique, all these doctors and nurses that we applaud every night. And our job is to make people feel good because sometimes when you look good, you also feel good. And I'm not talking about the packaging only, but about the content. Yeah. And, and how to make... 
women comfortable and how to make them feel good about themselves yeah. as well. This connection with the customer is such an important part of your model. You know, in our business lingo, we call it direct to consumer. How do you think about, I know when I first came to fashion, when I, what, I, what a lot of the people would tell me is the job of the designer is to kind of set the idea or the vision of what people want. They need to tell women what they want before they know they want it. And in a way, you've turned that model upside down here. You're, you're, you're listening more to what, what you're hearing from women, what, what they're saying they need in their lives. You're trying to understand the way they live. And so many people in our industry, they kind of look down their nose at the idea that we should be you know, listening to customers. How do you reconcile that that kind of, in a way, your version of customer research with the still giving the dream? How do you find the balance? So it's not, you know, it's not one or the other. It's like a, the, the right balance between the two. I think you you have to work without a calculator and you cannot work as a mathematician and to make one and one equal two. The whole idea is to work almost like in a laboratory and become an alchemist and take one and one and one and it's equal six. So you can hear that they want, you know, that they're all wearing only stretch clothes. That's the only thing you want to wear at home. And then you think, God, it could be in colors. And then I can do something about that hoodie and to make it more like a balloon. And then maybe like I will make it easy, lazy, easy, crazy. And you're crazy if you go out which when I said to someone, you're crazy if you go out, I mean, stay home. Mm. But I'm also telling them, be crazy now, you can, and have this fantasy. But it's always about finding the middle, and that's the most difficult thing for me always, Imran, is to find the middle without being mediocre. Because I said that it's not that difficult to take all the codes and to make something really commercial. You know, the colors, you know, the marketing people request. Okay, you know, and then if you want, you can be also total creative and you take a chair and you said, that's a hat. And you're like, no, that's a chair. No, that's a hat. And people are like, God, how creative. And I'm saying, let's, let's find the middle without being creative. And I think this is one of the process that is the most stressful in the process of designing is when to stop how much to give, how much you can like stretch the cord. Where do you have to say enough? You know, it's, um, I always start with more and then I, 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 I start to take out. There is also another way that I learned that I'll, in, in the couturier, you talked also about being close to consumers, direct to consumers. You know, when you see all those photos of those couturiers like Saint Laurent and Balenciaga and Givenchy and so many more, they're wearing this white robe and they look like scientists. And when you see them, they're always surrounded by, by their client. And there is no social distance. And in a way, we did it our way. We did a little bit of science. I'm not saying that we are here like invented the wheel. We didn't. I mean, we just tried and we did what we can with what we have. And yet we try to be close to the people with 
the casting that we have, with the story that we told, with, you know, I was talking to few people before I hired some of the people in the communication. How does one video become viral? I wanted to understand, I mean, also since we don't have that much, you know, to spend on like a lot of communication, how does it become viral? And he said, you have to be extreme and you have to be mocking people. And this is something I didn't want to do. I didn't want to laugh at people. I want to laugh with people. And I wanted to have a sense of humor. And sense of humor, I think, is something that is really important. You know, Imran, for so long, everything in our industry and in the world was about sexy. So it has everything had to be sexy. So every perfume ad was like, ah, oh, I love this oh, perfume. And today... I think that sense of humor is taking a very important place because there are so many things you cannot say. And when I go deeper, the only one who told always the truth were the clown and the gestures. So this is when we talk about transparency. And when you look at all these comedians that, I mean, they have the most tragic life, but they are so funny, Mm -hmm. but they are saying always the truth. And there is something about the truth when you, laugh with people and not at them, I think that made the difference for me. Uh, and that was the reaction. You know, I was like so scared of, of the review and then scared of the social media because, you know, we all read social media. You read like, you write like one line about the show and then you, you see like 780 comment and it's like, oh my God, God, God. I mean, and I was scared, I mean, about what people will say. But I think that the one comment that I got is that I posted on my Instagram the night after the film. It was 10 o'clock and I ordered McDonald's. I saw that. And I couldn't resist. <laughs> you know? I couldn't resist. I couldn't have a yogurt. I felt so empty. I felt so empty. I felt so low that I um, it's not that something that I eat and I know it's not always the healthy or whatever, but I felt this comfort. I needed this kind of pajama and I needed this meal. And some people told me, oh, better be careful, whatever. And I, and I thought, God, but sometime it's, uh, it's okay. Yeah. So Albert, I know Mr. Rupert didn't ask for a business plan, but I'm sure that at the time, at now the, we have now it. Now you have it, okay. But you know what, Imran? Even if we have it, he gave us the time and the group gave us the time. And and honestly, I really like the group. I really like these people. I mean, I met them. I I Before I had never met even a person that works in the group. Really it was know. the first time. I don't know anyone that works here. And... I think that we we took the time to work around it. And even today, we treat it as something that is very organic. Because yes, Imran, you can make like a five-year plan, a 10-year plan, a one-year plan, whatever it is. But look at the pandemic. Yeah. You look never know, how it you changed. never know what's going to happen. So, so we never know. And now you see like we thought Pfizer, great vaccination. So A, we don't have vaccination yet. B, they start talking about mutation. So how, how can you make that plan? And I think on my Instagram, I, I had 
like what I show as a businessman, which is a tree that you put a seed and you let the photosynthesis of water and sun inject on, on the seed and it has to grow. And I think we have to be smart about what we do. We have to be careful about what we do. We have to be humble about how we act. We have to be as good as we can to others because I believe in karma and boomerang. We have to work together and we have to take one day at a time. And of course, we need to have some idea of budgets. And I have a very, very, very good CEO that we hired that I met on Zoom, by the way. Imagine to like hire a CEO after Zoom. It's like something I never done. And I think the fact that we are working and understanding each other and actually so much mutual respect is helping me to do my job so he can take care. His name is Laurent, by the way, another help for headhunters. And uh, to help each other to make it happen because it's everything is about yin and yang. I don't know everything. And I need different people to fill the spaces. And I'm not embarrassed to say that I don't know. I learned with years, you know, that I change my mind. I can like it on Monday and then I don't like it on Tuesday. And it doesn't mean that I'm crazy and I'm changing my mind. But I think that time, giving time and taking time is an important element to see how things live or they have to change. So we take the time. We have a budget plan. We even have a CFO that is working on things. And we are respectful. I think the word respect, you know, I always talked about love, 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 love. And I remember even at BOF, at The Voices, I spoke about respect and trust. These are the two that brings you love. Mm. Because if you have love but zero respect and not much trust, goodbye, Charlie. Okay. Albert, thank you for chatting. It's been quite a journey for you. I'm pleased um, to have been part of that journey and seen some of it come to life and watch and hear your thoughts along the way. And uh, I look forward to seeing where you take it next. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Imran. You, you take care and stay safe. Same here. Okay. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, give us a rating, and you might be interested in joining the Business of Fashion's global membership community, BOF Professional. Our members receive exclusive deep dive analysis, regular email briefings, as well as unlimited access to our archive of over 10,000 articles, our new iPhone app, and all of the online courses and learning materials from BOF Education. You know that's the sound of another sale on your online Shopify store. But did you know Shopify powers selling in person too? That's right. Shopify is the sound of selling everywhere. Online, in-store, on social media, and beyond. 
Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash BOF, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash BOF to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash BOF. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? For me, I got a chef grade range recently, and now I'm cooking new things every single night. Seriously, no cuisine is off limits. The point is, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. I can picture myself with a car full of groceries, cruising down the highway, soaking up the sun with the available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Ah, pure bliss. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX. Luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 